0: Hey, what's going on, family? What's going on, friends? Welcome, welcome, welcome to Isaiah 61 Exploits. My name is John O'Shemeza. And thank you, thank you so much for stopping by today. I truly, 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 truly believe in the words of Star Parker, that Christians have an obligation to speak into the culture as advocates for biblical truth. And I believe that after we have preached the gospel of Jesus Christ, after we have announced the kingdom of God, after we have told people around us that God is real, Jesus came and he died for the sins of the world that jesus is the answer they are looking for after we have told people this and after they have embraced the gospel of jesus christ after they have encountered the mercy and grace of god and after they have surrendered their will to the lordship of christ we are supposed to equip them we are supposed to raise them up we are supposed to Give them the tools necessary for them to be able to stand rooted in Christ, uh, the Bible says. And so I believe I have been called into that space here on the internet. And so if you're joining me on YouTube, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, how are you doing? Please consider subscribing to my channel. Please consider commenting, sharing this uh, this content consider hitting the like button if you like this video that will help this content to grow if you're listening to me uh through audio and uh, you can be doing this on amazon music you can be doing this on uh, spotify you can be doing this on apple Podcasts, you can be doing this on google Podcasts, on anchor fm um i believe i am also on Podbean. Wherever you are listening to me from by audio, thank you so much for joining me. God bless you for stopping by. And I hope this content will enrich your life. I hope you are able to keep up with my my accent. I hope uh, you can stay tuned to the end because I believe the, the, the topic that I have for us today is very, very important for such a time as this if you're listening to me by audio again please consider leaving a review a five-star review will help my podcast to grow will help other people to find this podcast i don't know if you know this i recently found out but you can actually watch video content on spotify so you can go and watch this episode on spotify now i don't have all kinds of bells and whistles that you you're gonna go and see so but if you want to see me talk if you want to know what i look like uh if you want to see me talk if you want to uh watch you know some people like to watch video i know i do go and watch me on spotify or on youtube or on facebook anyways um today I have a subject for us. This is something that I want to do because I believe that this needs to be exposed. So just, just for context, well, let me say this. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 5 verse 11, take no part in the fruitless deeds, fruitless works of darkness, but rather, or, but instead, expose them our job as believers is to take no part but to expose the fruitless deeds of darkness so today i'm going to expose something well this is something i have been exposing i'm sure some people are starting to think that i'm even obsessed with this but there's for good reason i I might sound obsessed about this but it's for good reason trust me and I believe that this is the premier issue of our time. I believe it is through this or the laws that will be enacted because of this gender ideology that they will end up forcing believers and people that believe in the Bible, people that that believe in reality, people that reject postmodernism, people that reject uh, relativism, They will force us underground. They will shut us down. They will close our businesses. They will close our churches. They will close our organization. And they will force us to go underground. They will force us to operate illegally in this country and around the world. How are they going to do it? It is through this ideology. Maybe they don't do it with this ideology. They don't succeed. But they enact laws under our noses under the guise of equality and under the guise of, of of helping and saving lives, okay uh under the guise of inclusion and diversity and and, and all this stuff they'll enact laws that will be used sooner or later to make life hard for Christians. Now on the one hand I think some 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 christians need life to be harder because we're too comfortable right but on the other hand that doesn't mean we should stand back and let the enemy just march through we have to stand in his way that's what the bible means when he says have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness but rather expose them Have nothing to do with them. But that doesn't mean you say nothing. It said don't participate in it. But that doesn't mean you don't participate in it and you just walk away and say, oh, that's not my business. I'm going that way. No, 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 no. Rather expose them. So today I'm going to talk about a story that I found. This story was written in May this year. But it's a story that represents thousands of stories that are not being told okay so it's a story that i have dedicated my channel to tell and i'm going to tell these stories and i'm sure eventually i'll get myself shut down but it doesn't matter because my channel is not that big anyway so it doesn't matter if they shut me down it is what it is they've already tried to shut me down on twitter but you know hey it is what it is The title of this article, this article is in the Washington Examiner. The article is titled, How I Was Trapped by Gender Ideology. Stephen A. Richards writes, I became a male to female transsexual when I was only 15 years old. Bullying at school, instability at home, and a lack of close friends had me looking for someone somewhere to belong and the transgender movement happily provided one at the cost of my health and sanity. right there from the beginning i would like to point out that all of these people who are coming out as transgender not all maybe not all but most of these people if you look closely at their life you're going to find some trauma uh, and some some abuse of some kind which is what pushes them to these uh, uh, communities and which is what pushes them to deception, what what makes them uh, susceptible to deception. Stephen Richards continues, Living as a transgender woman left me delusional, paranoid, and sick. Despite this, I stayed transgender for eight years. From 15 years old, eight years later. He stayed transgender for eight years. The nature of the transgender movement makes it almost impossible to escape and pushes the people within it to adopt radical beliefs and irreversible harm on themselves. You are not going to hear this in the mainstream media. In fact, I don't know if they're going to let me share this on the internet. They might because I'm not, again, I'm not as big, so I'm not on the radar like that. But you will not hear this. You will not hear these stories. You will not hear the nature of the transgender movement, which is why it's important for us to share these stories. It's important if you have personally gone through this or you have a, a, a child that has gone through this and is, is been redeemed, You have to share these testimonies as a Christian. I'm not saying this guy is a Christian, but we as Christians are known by our testimonies. We share God's work. We share the victories through our testimonies. And these are powerful testimonies for such a time as this. But again, other than these people sharing these stories, and again, like I said, there are thousands of them that are transitioning. Okay, despite what they're telling you in the government, despite what they're trying to do, what they're pushing, using this. A lot of people actually end up transitioning and the ones that can't, it sounds like, according to Richard and many others, it's not because they don't want to. In many cases, it's because the movement itself makes it hard. The activists are so aggressive and, and, and they'll destroy you. Anyway, Richard continues. My new identity brought me friends, mentors, and a purpose in life. I went from being a lonely, insecure teenager to a member of a loving community engaged in a heroic battle against evil society that desires my destruction. If you remember the interaction with the Senator Josh Howie and the lady, I forgot her name, she was accusing him of Denying the existence of trans people because he refused to say that men can get pregnant. So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important. Because of my um, line of questioning? Because, so we can't talk about it? Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist I'm denying that trans people exist by asking you? you if you're talking are you? about women are you? having pregnancies. Do you believe that uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think men can <laughs> so. Get you pregnant. are denying that trans people this. and you. that leads to violence. Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you, Absolutely. or are they also treated like this, where no, you, no, no, they're, they're told that they're, to question they're question a- opening up people to oh, violence? We have a good time in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet you might learn a lot. In her world, and in their world, we. That insist on truth, we that insist on uh, uh, objective truth, on reality, we're evil. Stephen continues. Left-wing oppression narratives disseminated online and in local queer youth groups run by adult members of the movement cast cis people as villains. Transitioning was a baptismal ritual in which I was cleansed of my wicked nature as a cis male, as a cis male oppressor, and reborn as a virtuous, marginalized person with a new name and body. I saw a tweet the other day, and and I'm not going to quote it exactly verbatim, but the quote was pretty much saying that this transgender thing is happening mostly among whites, middle class, middle to upper class teenagers and young people and someone said, well it's because they, they, they they've been indoctrinated into thinking that they're they're oppressors so now they want to be the oppressed they want to join the oppressed group i don't know exactly how true that is but it's, it makes sense to me stevens continues adult transsexual online coaches uh, coached me on how to convince my parents doctors therapists that i was suffering from gender dysphoria that's happening that's happening now I don't want to simplify things here. There are people who are suffering, but a lot of them, an overwhelming amount of them, the majority of them are being deceived into this philosophy. And the longer we're quiet about it, the more timid we are about confronting these issues, the more people are getting deceived. If we're filled with the spirit of God, We have to speak out on behalf of these people. We have to speak out prophetically against these demons. And I'm not talking about individuals. I'm talking about the principalities and powers. The politicians that have been captivated and captured. By these spirits. Adult transsexuals online co- coached me on how to convince my parents, doctors, and therapists that I was suffering from gender dysphoria. The term supposedly refers to an incongruence between one's sex body and internal sense of gender, but is used among transgender people as a catch all term for any negative emotion. It's an attractive narrative for vulnerable teenagers who are struggling with their developing body sexuality and the looming responsibility of adulthood. Not long after turning 15, I started Lupron, a chemotherapy medication that is used off-label to halt puberty in gender dysphoric adolescents. At 16, I started taking synthetic estrogen. These are the medications that the FDA recently put a label on it a warning label on it now are you gonna hear this proclaimed from the rooftop no because it goes against what is approved politically correct narratives he continues when i expressed doubts i was reassured that all transgender people sometimes feel they aren't really transgender and that contentment waited at the end of the line if i just stuck with it Clinging to this fantasy of a happy future where my transition was complete let me ignore that the medication made me feel worse, not better. I couldn't think clearly. I started missing school. I developed chronic migraines. My bones ached. I became suicidal. I barely scraped up enough credits to graduate from high school. I just want to stop here and say if you are a parent and Well, first of all, I want to say that when your kids go to the schools, to the public schools, the school can begin this process without your consent. A lot of the schools, not all the schools yet, even though eventually it will be, but a lot of the schools that are government funded. And increasingly, this is going to be the stipulation. If you want to receive funding from the government, if you want to receive support from the government, if you want to get the grants and things of that nature from the government, You're going to have to implement these rules because remember, in their vision is to protect trans people, is to save their life because the alternative is if you refuse to affirm them, they then could kill themselves. So they can begin this process without your consent. But here's the thing. If you find out or if you are somehow fortunate to be part of the process, please do not put your kids on this. Now, eventually, they're going to start taking kids away when parents refuse to affirm them. But so what? I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to. Remember, the Bible says clearly, it says it right here in Ephesians 5. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. We have to expose this. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Steven continues. The community explained away these negative treatments. Remember, the medication, there were doubts because the medication was not working the way they told him it was going to work. So then the community explained away these negative treatments. Outcomes as manifestation of gender dysphoria and minority stress. My worsening health had nothing to do with my rejection of my body and identity or the experimental medication I was taking. It was all the fault of the transphobic society that tinerized me. Tenorized me. With this narrative, the community cultivated fear of the outside world and its members. It is a quote. That's my words, not his, but that's pretty much what he's describing. It's a quote. They they, they they make sure they control you with fear. He continues, I viewed anyone who questioned my transition or expressed concern for me as a bigot and disregarded them on principle. My parents learned to choose their words carefully so they wouldn't set me off. I developed a panic response to hearing anyone express opinions that were deemed problematic. I suspected that everyone passed I passed on the streets, wanted me dead for being transgender. Isn't that amazing? I have met transgender people. I've heard some people that have never met a transgender person. But in this day and age, I think you have, you just don't know. All I'm saying is, a lot of the people I've met all behave that way. They're highly suspicious. They're, they're, They're highly sensitive. And anything you say... If you're now worshipping at their feet, pretty much, they lash out. Most of them, not all of them. There's a lot of them too that are also very kind and I would just like to be left alone. But the majority of the young ones today, yeah. At 19, the delusion became unattainable. I was miserable and getting worse. However, ending my transition would mean my body masculinizing and that idea terrified me. I didn't want to become one of the monstrous cis male i feared so much or to lose my friends and my purpose maybe i rationalized it wasn't that my transition wasn't working i just hadn't hadn't gone far enough a hopeless life up to this point what purpose exactly the purpose here was to be something he is not that's very sad. That's very sad that society is afraid to tell people that, bro, sis, that's not who you are. Stephen continues, hoping it will relieve my distress, I went to my doctor and said I wanted an achiactomy. Ochiactomy. I don't know if that's how you say the word to have my testicles removed. I needed two letters from specialists to get the procedure covered by insurance. My doctor wrote one immediately. She then referred me to a psychiatrist associated with her clinic who wrote the other after a single meeting. These are doctors who signed, who took an oath to first do no harm. But for fear of losing their job and their practice and their license, well, maybe it's because they're 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 activists as well. But in some cases, it's because they're afraid of losing their livelihood. They'll do this. Even though they took an oath to first do no harm, you just signed a paper for somebody to go and mutilate themselves. Within a few months, I'd gotten myself castrated, but the euphoria I'd been promised didn't materialize. Mutilating myself hadn't made me whole. It had only made me mutilated. Two years after my achiactomy, I found myself in the same situation I'd been in before. Either I could admit that transitioning was never going to fix me, or I could go in for another surgery and hope this time it would be enough i couldn't myself i couldn't make myself believe the lie again this is an unfortunate situation that many people are suffering from these are unfortunate situation that those kids that people are allowing to transition at very young age will get at some point and realize it's all a lie. It's not gonna help you. Meaning and purpose will not be found in here. Stephen continues. Coming to terms with what I lost had been the hardest thing I've ever done. Deciding to detransition transition cost me many close friends and forced me to rebuild my whole life. For some members of the movement, those who have lost ties with their family who rely on community for food and housing, detransitioning is not an option. This is where we as a church step in and say, you know what, we'll take you in, we'll help you. You can come and be a part of this community, this loving, truly loving community, a community that will not send you on a path to hurt yourself in order to be accepted. Stephen continues. Many of them still live in the miserable world I escaped from, hoping that the next step in their transition, a new name, a new set of pronouns, another year for hormones, another surgery, will bring them happiness they were promised. But as I learned, it never can. Now you understand why these stories must be shared. Because the mainstream news... The world out there, your doctor, if you send your kids to these doctors, they're not going to tell you these stories. They're most likely not going to give you all these side effects in a picture like this. Stephen Richard did transition after living as a transgender woman for eight years. He writes about transgender movement and the philosophy of gender identity at cutdowntree.substrat.com if you want to look him up. But here's the reality of the situation. These stories must be told. People need to know. If you don't mind to share this video, I will really appreciate. If you don't mind to share this episode, I would really appreciate. Send this to somebody, to a person that can use this. Send this to a person whose family member is going through this issue. Send this to a friend Put this on your own social media. Maybe somebody on there wants to hear this message. Make sure you tell them that Jesus is the only answer. It's the only true answer. The thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. The thief is disguised as a loving movement. The thief is disguised as these philosophies of the world but all they're coming to do is to kill steal and destroy that's all they're coming to do but jesus said i have come that they that you may have life and have it more abundantly jesus is the answer jesus is the healer jesus is your way out in luke 4 18 18 and 19, which is kind of Jesus reading the scroll of Isaiah, the prophet, and quoting Isaiah 61, which is where I got the name for this particular channel. So Jesus quotes it in Luke 4, 18, and he says this. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor he has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the year of the lord's favor jesus has come and after he ascended back to heaven he left us his spirit so we who are children of god who are saved we're also Filled with the same spirit. And we also have been anointed to proclaim the good news to the poor. So, my job is to proclaim this good news to you. The good news that the one that has the answer that you're looking for is Jesus. He doesn't just have the answer, He is the answer. He came and died for our sins. You have to understand that you are sinful, you are a sinner, and we're all sinners in need of a Savior. You have to understand that there's no meaning outside of God, outside of Christ, outside of Jesus. The Bible also said that he himself, Jesus said that, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come through the Father except through me. All these things, these medications, these movements, they're all promising salvation. But as you can see through the story of Stevens A. Richard, salvation is not there. Why? Because the Bible says that there is only one name given under heaven upon which we can be saved. That name is Jesus. Surrender to him today. Let him give you the freedom you need. Let him set you at liberty. In Jesus name. Amen. Please share this and like, subscribe, do whatever you have to do. And I will see you on the flip side. Peace. Piss- <laughs>